Yes, that's the oh, that's the moment. It's the freaking major scale. Okay, we're live. What's up, coffee drinkers? Now I've lost it. God damn it. Okay, I'm gonna scrub back. Coffee drinkers, this is what my day sounds like most of the time. There it is. Ah, okay, so yeah, I'm listening to some Pamathini, a bootleg with Brian Blade, Larry Grenadier. Where is this? 1998, September 17th, 1998. And I'm listening to it and I'm hearing that. I'm going to try and transcribe it. Where are we? We're in D major and just that major scale thing. I'm really not, I, I set out with the intention of not really trying to, or needing to transcribe notes. It was more about a phrasing thing. And I guess the major scale is not exclusive to anyone. Me, Pat Matheny, anyone. And uh, he just uses it really well there. And I, I keep marveling at how simple the harmonic content can be, but how, uh, how effective it is at the same time. Uh, a little bit flustered here because I was trying to find some tracks to play in today's podcast and now I found that one. I was like, okay, we should be recording here. So let's let's get this little lick. That's it. Yeah. Why is that so loud and long? Okay, that sounds pretty good. Um, so it, as quick as I transcribed the little line. It's really easy to get away. It's just I want to get that phrase. It's more about the phrase than it is the notes and the feeling and how effective that major scale is in in that moment. And of course, this is a flak file and I can't open that in anything. And I really want to play along. really want is simplicity or effectiveness in simplicity i think that that's like the i don't know maybe today's motto take that actually here we go so this is this is the process that's why i wanted to hit record even though i wasn't quite ready to go i've got 
old stuff in the looper. Um, and I don't want to put the songs to James. That's the name of the tune. Uh, I don't want to put the songs. I don't want to put the chords of James in the looper. Um, um, uh, maybe I just put... Um, See how how really easy it is and quick, just because you know if you can hear that it's a major scale, you can get in there pretty quick. Take the piece of information down and really start working it in a bunch of different places. Um, Major scale figure just going to be floating around my head, or could be. Like I said, I had planned to get a bunch of really cool bootlegs set aside, and maybe I'm just going to do that in real time as I talk to you. I've got such. Oh man, let's see if there's something. Oh, that's a video. It's too bad as I had a Roy, um, Roy Hargrove bootleg pop up in the list there, who unfortunately just passed away two days ago. It's so sad. Um, but it's a video I can't play that stuff. I will endeavor to find find something by him and play it. Um, let's see. There's so many things here. Sam Rivers, Seamus Blake, Sonny Rollins. We are deep in the S's here. Steve Swallow, Steve Lacey, Stan Getz, Stanley Clark. Woo! What's jumping out at me? Tigran, Hamasian Solo. Ooh, let's check out this. Solo concert in... I wonder where that is. Maybe in Switzerland, I think. Let's let's have a listen to this. This could be interesting. Woo. <laughs> Cold.
so much kind of kind of classical influence happening there. Beautiful. And that's kind of, this is such a huge part of my day when I'm working, you know, when I'm sitting down to work on music, it's not all playing. So much of it is listening. Oh, I like, see, right, I like that figure. Oh. Step out. I think that's what he was playing, right? Let's see. take long for something to develop like that as some that's just really what is that um if you're thinking in terms of a minor that's just a f e f just that flat six sound that oh, whatever that little melody idea um he played was um okay chelsea is getting on the plane to europe she is finished she's just t texting me right now so that's all going through my iMessage and not editing. I'm staying with this. I'm just going in real time. Because this is how it happens. So rather than sugarcoat it and edit all that crap out, um, I'm going to ask her, want to say to the, is there anything you want to say to the coffee drinkers today? Let's see. Let's see what she's got. But yeah, but going back to that idea, really, you know, I've never listened to this this Tigran, particular Tigran uh, um, solo or, or bootleg. Uh, this is from back in 2011. Um, and it really, it only takes that few seconds of finding that one idea, which happened to be this kind of little ostinato. Thank you. 
and so on and so forth. And I maybe getting into maybe creating a different section. And then we getting back to the A again. So maybe let's try four times the A and then the different section. like that and uh, every time I hit the loop button on this pedal now it's so fucked it's just stopping oh now it's freaking out see how it ends up how the progression ends up going um, from here in a little a little line to really being able to make some music of my own out of it let's listen to a little, little more of Tigran it is always interesting to me to find the bit that I like that I latch on to like that that, that that one ostinato and stop the Stop the bootleg, stop what I'm listening to, go develop that myself, but then go back afterwards and see what the person I was listening to did with it, especially like if I haven't heard it before. And I don't know his music well enough to know if this is improvised or whether this was, whether this is actually a composition. kind of how it goes oh i really let's see there is some cool looking terence blanchard stuff here what is this okay 
this is how it goes, just delving into folders. Some of them are kind of marked, some of them are not. Some of them have a set list, which is cool. Others do not. <laughs> but here's one with, that's with Kendrick Scott. Looking for something with Kendrick. Something in mind with Kendrick and with, uh, with Derek Hodge. Hmm. Let's just get in here and see what's going on. I consider my a blue man. Okay. I like the kind of bootleggy, scratchy nature of it. Just giving you a little bit of a vibe that maybe you were there, you know? I love how bootlegs kind of capture that. I really want it. I really want it, Terrence. And just like, I, I want to tell you what I'm thinking about there, what I'm listening to, listening for. Like, I particularly love Terrence. Well, I love a lot of things about Terrence Blanchard. But what I'm thinking about right there as I listen to him is the time, you know, and is his eighth note and where, where the emphasis is and how great his phrasing is. And when he's playing eighth notes, how dynamic he is with them and how in the pocket of the time he is with the swing. Those are like... Those are the things I'm listening to. When I when I think about certain musicians, I think about those. I think about some like very specific attributes of their playing that I love. I try to be open-minded to listen to other stuff, but certainly people I've I've checked out a lot, like Terrence. There's definitely like I'm I'm really looking and listening for that and and looking to learn something from it big time. Always going to learn something from it just by being kind of just by soaking that up by being immersed in it. That's why I always talk about. Um, you know, when it when it comes to improvising and learning the language and uh, of improvised music, that this is it. This is it right here. This is the no bullshit. Putting in the time, finding the finding the music, being curious about it, listening to stuff I've you know I've never heard before. I've never heard this bootleg, although I've checked out Terence a lot, and just really dialing into that that time. You know? Mm-hmm. 
listen to that. Listen to the placement of the notes, how he came back after that rest. He took a long rest here. Kendrick kind of going for it. And now here. One, two, ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba. like the, the intent, he's almost like a, well, he's playing with a harmonizer, but it's almost like, ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba. Like, a, like a big band hit, like the, the confidence of 16 musicians, you know, placing that note together, that, 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 that's kind of the impression I get when I, when I hear that, how badass that is. See, and now my process is to go back and listen to that phrase over and over again. Um, And just assigning that to anything. Let me get um. Let's maybe not play that. it for the sake of the podcast but that each little each tiny thing that i find like that can just go and become such a, a huge amount of inspiration moving forward in the practice routine like you really and yeah okay i have a really nice you know, bootleg library and i have a ton of music. it doesn't have to come from some random stuff you can find this stuff in a justin bieber tune if you're really listening to it um so It's so strong. That's what I, you know, 
it's such a strong time feel. And the sound, I mean, that's not his natural sound. Obviously, he's playing with, you know, with a harmonizer and stuff, but it's so strong. It's like, what a statement. What a force to be reckoned with. That's the kind of thing that, that moves you across the stage when you're playing with someone like that. You know, it, it pushes an audience back into their seats and tells them, hey, listen, strap in, because this, this is it's going to get very real very quick right now. That, that, that's, the, that's what I feel when I listen to Terrence when he's playing that kind of, it's almost mean, kind of like really, really deep, grooving time, grooving eighth notes. So I go on about that for hours. It's, uh, <laughs> I do that for <sighs> trying to be clever do eight things at the same time and mess it up there we go <laughs> great communication listen listen to that It's got so much to do with the commitment, those guys. Those guys are, uh, they're playing with such commitment, such focus, such hope, I think. It's kind of a good word to use, at least what I feel with that. Because they're reaching, you know, they're reaching with the hope of finding something. And they're totally okay with just falling flat on their face, but totally being able to get back up again and pick up where they left off. And that is... To me, that's the moment, right? That's that's where that's where I try and be where, where, whenever I'm playing music, whatever style it is, is to be right there on the edge, in front of the edge, way down the cliff of the edge, trying to get back up, you know, hopefully never falling off the back. That's that's the death zone to me, is when you're just getting left behind, that feeling of getting left behind. But these these guys are way, way in inside, inside the moment. That's so great to hear. Very inspiring.
who that is playing bass. I don't think I have the details on here. Bama. Um, Cole. Do I have to put like black, uh, a, like a black curtain over the front door, the glass in the front door, so you don't see people on the, on the sidewalk, buddy? Huh? Yeah. You can yawn at me all you like, bud. <laughs> he is so far doing better than yesterday on the barking front. All right. You guys, uh, you guys sick and tired of listening to music yet, or um, or should we get get into a little more? I don't know. I want to listen to some more. There's two great, I mean, for me anyway, there are two great things that I've found that are, are inspiring to me. I've got some Nicholas Payton here. We could go in the in the trumpet mold still. Um, I wonder if I've got, what is this? I've got a little Meldow. I wonder what that is. Solo piano. Okay. I think we had a little, enough, uh, enough solo piano for today, perhaps. Um, 1987, what is this? No, that's a video. See, some of these are videos. That is not a video. Let's see who's in this band. Ooh, the classic. Let's see. Um, track six on the second set. Let's see if you guys know this. Is that track six? Ooh, that is like almost only hiss. Sorry, guys, to be a... That's Obama. Yep, it's just mainly his. That was going to be Michael Brecker Quintet. <sighs> well, we got something from Montreux. I wonder who's in this band. Oh, same band. Maybe we'll get a better better idea. Um, oh, let's try Upside Downside, track five. I love that track. Oh, that's a little better quality. <laughs> People digging the song. It's in 1987. Like playing Iwi. I wonder who the fake scratch DJ is. I, mean, I guess that's Joey on keyboard or something. Maybe. Let's get this in Brecker. Here we go. <laughs> okay, here's the end of Stern solo. Oh yeah, it's the 80s. Guitarisms, like Mike Stern kind of things. I got wow, I got so many things on here. I just want to play everything. I can't play everything, but but this is what I do. I kind of run like find a folder full of stuff that's fairly well documented in the archive, and then run down and and see see what kind of takes my 
takes my eye. Ooh, I haven't listened to I haven't listened to this band in a while. Let's see, is it the band? It is the band. Uh, let's go number three. See if you guys know this. Oh, tune that drum. not the greatest quality. that spawned a thousand Kurt Rosenwinkel clones in New York wearing the hat, blinking the eye the whole bit but that's the original 2000 uh, that's like May of 2000 Brian Blade band with Chris Thomas by the way, Chris Thomas uh, I doubt Christopher Thomas is ever going to listen to this podcast but if you do or if anyone listening knows him I would love him to know that I'm a massive fan and if you don't know who Christopher Thomas is go check him out he has one of the greatest sounds on upright bass I've ever heard I, I put him like just top five of all time I think there's no no question and I, I, I try and go and see I've seen that band I think maybe that's the only time I've seen him play but it's been a bunch of times I went to see Brian Blade Fellowship and it's just that's a sound that that, that pushes you back in your seat and that's an amazing feat for such a difficult instrument to play. I have so much respect for, for everyone who plays that instrument well. And, and Chris Thomas in particular is just woo, unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my fanboy moment for the day. Um, I should probably just find his email and write me an email and tell him. That's probably not that hard these days. Um, so much more music in here that, that's the other thing that I get like down the rabbit hole of just like searching and going deep into the archive and just oh there was going to be one better and oh, one here and one there and oh maybe this will be better and, and, and the next thing you know like two hours have gone by <laughs> and uh, it's like oh okay that's two hours I could have been practicing but you do get those moments like we had earlier on in a podcast with the Terrence thing that line I put a little asterisk next to that so I can go back and check it. And uh, and also the the Tigran thing as well. Just really great to, to, de to develop those ideas. I'm seeing a lot of Woody Shaw here, who I'm a massive fan of. Um, and I have no idea. Let's see. I have no idea the, the kind of quality of these. Let's see. I do love this tune. It's right on the edge <laughs> of where the rhythm says you can manage it in terms of tempo. Oof. 
I don't know who whoever was bootlegging that. Whether they were like inside the 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 the, the snare drum or something. There's like only snare. Like, what's up with that? <sighs> it's amazing having these bootlegs, and then it's like, God damn it! What were you thinking when you were doing it? Well, this was somebody in like 1978. So I guess we'll give them a a bit of a pass on the, on the technology that was available there. It just seems like Woody Shaw is like phoning the gig in from the from the kitchen or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I love moments like that. We got some uh, weather report in 75. See, this is, oh, it's just a, uh, with Chester Thompson on drums, Alex Acuna, Alfonso Johnson on bass. Let's see. Cucumber slumber could be interesting. crazy to me how much of an identity Alex Acuna has as a percussionist in the band but then also as a drummer in a band later on Woo. This was October 7th, 1975. That's four, over 43 years ago. Damn, that feels strong to me right now. Like I listen to some other stuff that's allegedly hip being produced right now around the world. I'm like, this is 43 years ago and it is stronger than most things to my ear that are happening today. That is, that's crazy how strong this is and how much it's stood the test of time the, in fact the time itself of this of this tune like the groove is unbelievable check these guys out same saxophone player who played you know like Art Blakey you know <laughs> and used to record for Blue Note with Elvin Jones on drums and there's the same piano player who played in you know played like straight ahead like straight 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 ahead with Cannibal Adley this wow amazing
Zowell playing all over the low end, stepping on the bass player, stepping all over Alfonso. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what else I've got in here. Oh, I've got so much stuff. I should definitely make more of a thing of this in terms of uh, in terms of trying to find some cool stuff for you guys and you know, sharing some of the super deep archive that I have sitting here. It is just it's crazy. Um, oh yeah, this is so good. Oh my god. I don't know if I've so, so this is Pat Pat Matheny with Jacko and Bob Moses, June 1975. My buddy Richard Niles was sitting there with a four-track tape recorder making this bootleg. developed Pat's sound is and th just how his thing is developed then 43 years ago over 43 years ago and how it sounds like that already I don't know he's what is he 60 something now maybe he was 20 or 20 early 20s then that's crazy I wish I sounded well had my own thing at that age that was just unbelievable let's get, get to a little jacko obviously but for 1975 I'll take it it's just nice to get a little look a look in the window of what it of what it was like back then I, I, I gotta find some I'll put some things aside like some classic recordings of like uh, Lee Morgan or uh, who else Charlie Parker 
some Woody Shaw, some Coltrane. There are some like practice bootlegs where they're just practicing, like some in the hotel room, some in like the kitchen of the venue they're playing. Some of those are pretty well known. Some of them are a little rarer. I'll try and put aside a bunch of those things and uh, see if I can remember to remember to play them. Um, Because it's, yeah, it's just great, like, looking inside the process. I mean, this podcast, I guess, is a little bit of that, a long-winded version of that with me, um, just seeing how I kind of approach everything and go about my daily routine. But looking inside some of those legendary musicians is really, really interesting. I think I've got some of the most important little ideas and, like, focal points for my practice routine out of hearing those you know and sometimes it's literally like 30 seconds of something and you just hear how how they're working an idea around the instrument or the repetition perhaps if it's like a five minute thing and they've played the same thing over and over and over and over again and you hear the time dialing in and the sound dialing in a little more over that five minutes that that is that is really fascinating to me so i'll leave you with that thought and I hope you guys go out and find something that's that's awesome to you. I mean, this is all awesome to me. You guys might might hate this shit, but it's kind of what I thrive on and what I do on a daily basis. Hopefully you have your own process that involves something similar, perhaps. And um, yeah, it's the Hello Coffee Drinkers podcast episode number three. I'll see you guys on episode number four.